This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. I don't know if I'm ready. Welcome, uh, Faith Healers, to uh, Garage Logic Podcast number 68, December 21st, 2018. It was 24 below on this day in 1916. But back when uh, the Gumption County was just getting started, it was 56 degrees on this day in 1877. Now, apparently, we don't, you're not going to hear anything else. You're not going to hear the normal. That's right, Joe. Not going to hear the normal <laughs> beginning. Just what is it you people thought you would see? Why in the hell are you even standing here? <laughs> and I noticed there are some people here who clearly are violating their probationary status and should not even, should not even be out in public. I also think what we should do here is maybe like the old Revolutionary War. Yeah. You know, this, this line. That was three, an old war, wasn't it? Yeah, this line has got, uh, you know, three people deep. Maybe we should do shifts. They have to go to the back of the line oh. after they shoot their musket, and then the next group comes up. Hey, now. I'll tell you what we're going to do, though. Is this the mosh pit right here? Who are you? Yes. I want to see Carl, you. Is that Carl? Where's this Carl reference well, come from? Because you have been Not gone so long, we forgot your name. That's hilarious. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, Such, I, I crossed the river three times to, to get, get here. here. Yeah, boy. Yeah. I believe boy. it. But I didn't take the stoner route that right. you do. Yeah, well, there's a reason for that. Now, does everybody, do you, everybody think uh, it's a little early yet? You might need another a beverage or two. And remember, there's a very charitable component to this. Uh, helping out a lot of the gang from the Sierra Nevada out in Chico, California. That's right. All of the proceeds today here at the Ratskeller at Summit Brewery are going towards that. It's very cool that Summit is stepping up to that cause. What cannot beer solve? Or what? Nice no, phrase that sentence. Marriages. Yep, whatever. Uh, well, you know, you brought up something interesting. That's what I do, Joe. Every time I think, you know, you should turn over a new leaf, maybe uh, straighten things out, uh, maybe have a little come to Jesus meeting. There'll be something like this in the paper. Everybody watch. It's a podcast, but I'm showing the uh, live audience. <laughs> People are nodding. Thank you for nodding. These are cattle. These are cattle. Oh, yeah. In a field in North Dakota that have aligned themselves in the shape of a crucifix. Let me and see. I'm thinking, um, I'm thinking, I'm just saying, something's, something's uh, going to happen. Oh, that's so easy. Joe, Joe, Joe. This is unnerving. Joe, 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 Joe. I've got the answer Don't call me grandpa. I I already know what the answer is. Well, I do too. I read the story. No, no. The cattle did this on their own. No, 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 they didn't. The farmer farmer laid out feed. He laid out feed for the cattle so that they'd line up in a cross. (laughs) You're brilliant, idiot. This is is my home state. This happened in North Dakota. This is a sign. I believe it's a sign. I believe it's cows coming together. Look, where are you on this? I'm with you. Yes, this is cows randomly did this. You know what this is? Cows randomly way, did this. The way you're reporting this, Joe, this is fake news. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Where does it say in here that it's we're... here. Okay, let me find Edgley. it. Edgley. Is it Edgley, North Dakota? Yeah, in, now, yeah. we grew up in, if you grew up in North Dakota, you call it Edgley. Okay, Edgley, Edgley. North Dakota. That would be wrong, but go ahead. Edgley. Edgley. There's no T That's or like C Alec. or H in the name. Let me see. I'll find this. That's story. like Alec. I read the story Alec. this morning. Yeah, no, he laid out. Gene yeah. Hansen, yeah. the North Dakota farmer. That's him. That has nothing to do. Whom President Trump called a great American. <laughs> 
has created messages in his field. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, huh. yeah, yeah. You missed that part. See, huh? I never went here, past here, this part. Here, here you go, Joe. Joe, here's a quote. Yeah. Hanson told Fox News, it's the Christmas season, and I thought that would be really nice if I put feed down in a sign of the cross, and he did. And the, and the cattle and the, just yeah, they feed automatically. So they you know, that's a good point, because how did a helicopter like or a drone just happen to be in that spot when those cows had aligned at that time? I see, I didn't think so where do, we, yeah. where do we stand now? I figured it's a Delta pilot flying over <laughs> and saw that, and boom. Wow. Okay, what, stories, what wow. story do you want to believe? My version of it? <laughs> Or Heights version of it. John. No, I believe my version of it or well, the real version. Okay, wait a minute. Now let's go. What the truth or the fake news? Let's go. <laughs> let's go deeper into this. Yes. The farmer had the the insight to put the feed in the form of a cross. That's what he did. That's try not to get any drool on Such's ass while you're kissing her. <laughs> Jeez. Haven't you missed? We've all missed Carl, haven't we? Okay, well, I'll try, I, I thought but it's I was, difficult. I, I, you fact, thought you were going to get a segment well, out of you, that, Well, huh? you heard me this yeah. morning. I, I did. This was just fantastic. I didn't you burst know, your bubble, but in, that's what I thought right away, in too. In all honesty, Joe, I was going to pull this story. I thought, wow, what a great story to use in the news. Yeah. And then when I read one paragraph in and saw that, you know, well, he, he kind of set it I up. I stopped right there. I stopped right there. <laughs> we're only a few days from Christmas. And I want to remind you, by the way, I was just talking to a very satisfied customer of RF Moeller. He was showing me a watch he just bought. Apparently, there's a waiting list for that watch. It's extremely attractive. But there's still time to get to any of the three RF Moeller stores. Ford in Cleveland in St. Paul is the flagship started by Dad Moeller 67 years ago. 50th in France in Edina. Gabaday Common in downtown Minneapolis. Open today, tomorrow. Uh, are we open Sunday, Mark? Yeah. You open Sunday, too. <laughs> hey, Moeller, my Timex still says it's the 11th. You know, I shouted, right. his, name, I shouted his name out not knowing if he was here. He Where answered. is he? He's he by answered. the free food. He answered. Uh, you're, I'm done doing the show. Why don't you shut up? Want a free ad or not? Will you still gift wrap? Or are you, are you, do you do it yourself? Yeah. Okay. No, you don't. He's not that talented. No. But he's, got, oh, he's got little elves at Moeller. You got, he's got people to do that. Get to any RF Moeller jeweler store over the weekend. You will not be disappointed. And also... Because you're not giving people a garage door opener, a can opener here, right? This is or a, a vacuum this cleaner. This is heirlooms and memories and treasures and love, and it's all taken care of. I'll gift wrap it for you, and you'll uh, you'll make someone very happy. Edina, St. Paul, downtown Minneapolis, and online at rfmoller.com. I suggest the people that are not living in St. Paul head over there after the show just to take a quick look. You, is that what you suggest? It's a stone's throwaway. Does everybody feel uh, in a good singing voice today? Always. Huh? Always. You want another couple, maybe, before uh, th yeah. that'll help lubricate yeah. the pipes? Yeah. I think so. They need some essence. We're going to do the ultimate pushback today. What are we going to do? We've got the lyrics enough to hand out to everybody. The gals are going to get on one side of the room. The guys are going to get on the other side of the room. And we are going to shake the walls of Summit Brewery with Baby It's Cold Outside. All right? Oh, wow. Okay. But it's going to be all up to uh, the audience, uh, many of whom... Uh, not not many of whom, all of whom uh, entered a, a drawing to be here. Is that correct? That's correct, sir. And these are the uh, these are the saps who won the thing. Don't the, you people have homes? And this isn't a joke. Don't you have gentlemen. a job? The, uh, the, the digital team that helped us put this together, this was the most response in the history of Hubbard Radio for one particular contest. Why? 
I didn't know that. Well, they didn't. They didn't want to hang out with you. They wanted to hang out with us. Oh, is the boss? Well, no, it was actually probably the beer more than anything is else. Is the boss here? I need to talk to him. Good, yeah. <laughs> good chance the boss isn't here. It's Since you've not. last been on the air, the boss has changed hands about four times. <laughs> right. We went to sports, country, uh, adults, contemporary. Smooth jazz smooth coming smooth into jazz. your live. Where is the piece, Rook? The piece that was... Uh, Oh, and by the way, you know, uh, I might just keep going, and you'll have to do your breaking no, up. No, I don't think point. we can do that with this device. Well, here, then sir. let's take a break. Should we do that yeah, right now? We ahead. are live at the Ratskiller at Summit Brewery. Thank you, GLers, for Hit joining us. Hit a button. We are live at uh, Summit Brewery. This is an experiment for the Garage Logic Podcast. This is only GL Podcast number sixty-eight, but the first time we've been outside of the studio, and uh, since and the it, state fair, since the state fair, and it's uh, it's fun. And I guess the uh, I guess the godless uh, heathens who didn't win tickets will be entering at two o'clock. And that's the cool thing. They uh, have a uh, got to be a fire limit, isn't there? Fire marshal. Yeah, uh, but you know, we'll, we'll bend the rules. Stuff like that. We'll up. Bend the just, rules. Uh, I can get a little nervous. Going, so. I was going to wear my bad Christmas sweater today. <laughs> Andy did over here. Yeah. What, what is this? You got a theme problem, Godzilla? No, that's a great ugly Christmas sweater. Are you kidding me? Oh, I think that's in, in honor of me. <laughs> yes. Oh, has little alligator arms. Right. Here. Sorry. <laughs> It's the rookie yeah. Christmas sweater. Are you all aware that uh, as many as 350,000 people have not been able to travel out of London in the last 32 hours? Why is that, Because Joe? some moron is flying a drone around Gatwick Airport, and previous to that, Heathrow. The Army is now zeroing in on the guy to take him out. They don't believe it's terrorism. They believe it's just a complete Why moron. Why not just shoot the drone down? Well, I, it's a good question, but we have the story here. And uh, the Army has today brought in a drone killer, Kenny, Mm -hmm. so apparently they will shoot it down. Uh, And they use those to fight ISIS. And the cops have identified people of interest in the hunt for the Gatwick Grinch. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. There's there's people stuck. For 32 hours. They have not had any landings or takeoffs. Every time they think it's safe to go, whoever this is, they believe he's in a five-mile radius. Sends the drone in there again, and they can't. So the take domino a effect for all these people is they're stuck at the airport. They can't get where they need to be. Oh no! And you know what we just might have to do? Wait, you're not allowed to say we that. We may have to cancel Christmas. Oh, <laughs> oh Santa, we may have to cancel Christmas. Okay, you, can, you can get away with it on this story, okay? Because these okay. people essentially, well, most of them are going to end up having their Christmases canceled. I love the fact that they have a device geared to take out ISIS. Now to hell ISIS, with that. ISIS drone. Oh, I see. The hell with that. We got to get to the airport. I think Christmas being canceled would be. A, oh my God, that'd be an answer to prayers. No, no. What are you grumpy about now? Right. You, you've got a. You have a zero. Everything. He has a zero day work week. He has a zero day work week. We forgot his name. Right, Joe. Joe, the best Christmas I ever had was the Christmas I spent in jail. <laughs> That's a country song. That is a country song. What a sad, sad upbringing. Tell that story to the fellas. What a sad upbringing you must have had. Just a dreadful, sour... You had, you had coal in your shoes. You know, I was happy. I was very happy until I rolled into town yesterday, and all yeah. the anger came back. Really? Well, Most of it's been directed at Corey down there, sitting to you. Oh, right. Chris. Wow. Chris, it's Chris. Oh, I think he had a happy life until he went off of the farm, until he came to the cities. I was, fun. I was And all you did was party. You, you would go to... Uh, what's it called? Um, the Caboose, First Avenue. You know, I did come to town last weekend, and I did go to the Caboose. Huh. <laughs> but when, when I started, he was... I don't big. want to talk to Kenny right now. I want to do, I want to do this stuff. He, he has nothing of interest except despondency, despair, <laughs> faithlessness, 
Merry uh, Christmas. Just, uh, just Merry Christmas. utter sadness and ruination. And it's what he does. It's what he does best, isn't it, Johnny? It is. Say, artist in residence, Greg Holcomb, is somewhere on the premises, and he's. we do have the only illustrated podcast probably in the world, and he's got a new category now of, uh, of cartoons where he's going to capture great moments in Garage Logic. And here's the rough draft of the first one. It's the, uh, it's the nativity play with the kids going up to the inn and being told that there's no room, but the innkeeper says, but how about a beer? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, know, I don't know when he's posting that one, but that one will be one on of the, the best lines oh, ever. Oh, just fantastic. And in fact, speaking of that, he does have his latest up. The Voodoo uh, illustration is on the uh, website at garagelogic.com that you can see there. It uh, features our own Rook, does it not? Uh, yes, this is the uh, this is the latest uh, from Mr. Oh, no, Holcomb. I've seen it. It's just fantastic. By the way, how much are we paying Holcomb anyway? About as much as you're getting paid. Okay. <laughs> At least he shows up. <laughs> oh, wow. Here you uh, go. That's, there's Greg's latest. That's already on the website. He but, is fantastic. Thank you, Greg Holcomb, for all of your help. Concerning, this has to do with the off-site correspondent. Uh, the chief off-site correspondent? Yes, Kelsey? Yes. Yeah. And... Um, he uh, he really put himself in a, a ditch the other day when he when he mentioned that he doesn't like doesn't like the acronym right so let C-O-C. me just let me just see uh, I've got an email from someone uh, anyway I think Kelsey stepped in it during the show Kelsey complained about the acronym Chief Offsite Correspondent Kelsey right do the math in your head uh, my contention he has power washed the title. Yeah. Rook, I could say that Kelsey has introduced a new way to see the name. It no longer has the innocence and authority. <laughs> That's right. It has become vulgar. That's right. So he now power washed it. When we hear it, we can never hear it the same oh, way again, no. right? See, here's here's but, how naive I am. Yes. I never even put the K in there. I was wondering why he was spelling C O C in a in a vulgar well, way. Okay, sure. I just thought that meant chief offside correspondent. But I he, never put K, now he's ruined it. Kenny, do you have any ideas? Any Such, alternate he signs off this correspondence with his new title, the Daily Investigative Correspondent, Kelsey. <laughs> Is that just any, a minute. Kelsey with a K. Daily. Daily. Yeah, you got it. You heard it right. Yeah, yeah. It's so. just getting power washes. They're getting invented. Can we do that on a podcast? Oh, yes, you can. <laughs> Thank you, Greg Holcomb. So he's either, uh, he's either one or the other, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. yeah. We're not sure. See, you remember we I had... think all of us are that, by the way. Well, speak for yourself. Do you, uh, do you remember we had Dean Martin's daughter on? Anybody hear that yeah. on the podcast? Yeah. Really? Yeah. These cool. people actually listen to the podcast. Kenny just said, really? Really? Cool. When did you have her on? <laughs> the day you what were day gone. Is this? The day you were gone. Yeah, that could have been any time. Right. Well, it was this week, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was uh, Tuesday. But whatever. Yeah. Monday. Monday. Ten fifteen. Uh, there you go. Andrew Dimmitt from Carlsbad, New Mexico, writes the following. Dean Martin and my mother, Martha, grew up in the small Ohio river town of Steubenville, Ohio. Dean's father, Gatano Crocetti, was a barber who cut my mother's hair when she was a little kid, and she recalled how often the barber loudly complained that his roustabout son, Dino, was never going to amount to nothing. You don't tell me. Of course, Mr. Crocetti was proved wrong, but the barber never could have imagined that political correctness would have resurrected his son's career with renewed sales of Baby It's Cold Outside long after Dean's death. Thanks for the interview with Dina Martin. Her book, Memories Are Made of This, is a great read about her father's interesting life. I was a 10-year happy resident of Duluth in the 80s and early 90s, 
I have long listened to the podcast from other parts of the country, and you and the crew have kept my Minnesota ties tight and tighter. Uh, you're doing a good job with the new format. Merry Christmas, Andrew Dimmitt in Carlsbad, New Mexico. So uh, his mom had her hair cut by Dean Martin's dad. So, so, so. I'm your Sweet. older brother's so. former roommate. <laughs> <laughs> I once right. tied my shoes in the same locker you, as Gary Zimmerman's no. brother. Are you that's... dismissing this gentleman's email? <laughs> no, it's are you being unkind? No, not. I think that's. It? I actually think that's neat. I'm just thinking of the poor young gal who has to go to a barber. To get her hair uh, Kenny, done. it was in the 20s or 30s. Who cares? Those are the, tough times. Had the nudie magazines <laughs> laying around and the guns. These, and these cows did this on their own. Fart jokes. So, these cows. Their own. <laughs> Nothing's going to change my mind. These cows did this. There's no feed involved. Yeah, there was, a, there was the lead cow directing everybody. No, uh, Rick, a move savior over. is about to be born is what these cows See? are saying. And what's neat about that, Such, <laughs> is that cross on that field will be, will be extra green next year because all of those cows. Yep. They're standing there yeah. fertilizing that spot. That's right. That's right. You know, I saw on Facebook along the lines of there's no room at the <laughs> inn. It was a great cartoon on Facebook where Mary is sitting in the stable. Uh, Jesus is in the, uh, is in the crib. And Mary has her back turned to Joseph. And you know what Joseph is saying? What? Yeah, he doesn't even listen. I'm, I'm listening. To, he's, we're, we got, we're good here. Look, uh, Cameron's. Cameron's. We got our <laughs> liquor store uh, um, finish their <laughs> joke, rookie. Well, you get to the point. Oh, if you're listening, I'll get to the well, point. I'm not going to listen, but get to the point. So they're sitting in the stable. Jesus is in the manger. Mary has her back to Joseph, and Joseph is saying, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know what? I meant to make the reservations at the end, but I just forgot, okay? Yeah, yeah. And that was the real reason there was a silent night. Matthew. I'm sorry, honey. Hey, lady, I forgot to lady, make the wow. clapping. Don't don't clap. Don't encourage I forgot him. to make the. Uh, that was not even remotely funny. Kenny's. T- what's this note say? Shut up. Shut yeah, up. Shut up. <laughs> We're gonna be back with John Height. That was me. Johnny Height in the uh, Summit Brewery. Uh, brewery news. Look at. We're on TV. Where? Where are we? We're on TV. Yeah. On TV. Wait a minute. Why am I not seeing myself because moving my arm? Because it's a little bit delayed. It's a little bit delayed, Joe. I'm moving my arm and yeah. nothing's happening. Yeah. You just watch the bobber, Grandpa. See? We'll be good. Here's, here's John Hyde in the Now you're going to be distracted by us being on the screen here right. at the Summit Brewery. Turn nothing's the, happening. No, no. Hey, 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 yeah. Oh, my God. Oh. See, they even zoomed in on you. You're waving, Such. You, you're like the rubes that are on the yeah. Today Show in the morning. Oh, look, it's Matt Lauer staring through hey, the window. John Height. I'm in the background. John Height. Yes, Joe. You're up. Thank you. Yep. I, this just in. A group of cows has been heard singing Christmas carols in Edgeley, North Dakota. <laughs> right here. No feed was involved. Baby, it's cold outside. <laughs> Got a joke for you. Okay, oh, Kenny. Yes, here we go. Knock, knock. Who's there? Interrupting cow. Interrupting cow. <laughs> wow. My kid loves that one. Oh, golly. <laughs> Look at I'm showing the paper. Yep. See? Oh, my God. Add a boy joke. Maybe we should shut the TV off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Outgoing Governor Mark Dayton's administration. Vodka? No, water. <laughs> oh. Is clearing the way to boost pay for nearly two dozen local government administrators in one of his final acts in office. The administration decided to allow thousands of dollars in raises for 22 positions from the Rochester City Administrator to top county officials to managers of the Med Council and the Regional Planning Authority. 
Minnesota Management and Budget Commissioner Myron Franz, who notified legislators in a letter, said the agency reviewed requests from local entities considering factors like pay for similar positions in other places. State Representative Marion O'Neill sent a letter to Walls asking him to hold off on the increase until they can be reviewed by lawmakers and the public. Cheap gas in parts of the Twin Cities yesterday. How cheap is it? Kenny, I need that. It's a nervous tick thing. <laughs> it's driving me crazy. <laughs> Quit messing with that. <laughs> Regular unleaded, going for a buck ninety nine at three locations nice. in Invergrove Heights and three more in Ham Lake by five o'clock Thursday. Every place that has cheap gas, you'd spend all your money driving there to get it. Well, yeah, you spend more in gas. That's what I'm getting saying. There. That's, That's what I'm talking. Well, you so, keep paying three dollars and fifty cents in there, Mayor. No, so, I'm getting premium for under uh, three bucks. What are the gas prices in your town, listener? Uh, why don't you give us a call to the I, hotline? No, I got a buddy who works at a gas station. And, you? Yeah, a uh, premium was two thirty nine yesterday. Really? There. That's pretty so, good. There you go. Yeah. Lowest price in Minnesota <laughs> listed on the site was a buck ninety seven at the Costco in. Are Baxter. we auditioning for the good neighbor here? <laughs> I swear to God. Hi, guys. This is Cannon for Country Hard Bread. Morgan, what do you think? You got to stop I think the it's gas okay. We'll have your school closings coming up after this ten-minute break. The average price across the state stood at two twenty-two, down from two fifty-one a month ago, according to AAA. The national average for regular unleaded two thirty-six on Thursday afternoon. How much melt in your backyard? Give us a call. <laughs> We had a meteor and sonic boom Thursday morning. In the well, Twin John, Cities. we covered this yesterday. Did you? Yeah. I, I want to hear yesterday. about it because yeah. uh, I don't listen to this dumb podcast. Oh, <laughs> I'm doing it again. Sorry, Ken. <laughs> hey, do you know what tonight is? By What's the way, tonight? by the way, we have not properly, we have not properly acknowledged the 21st. This is the 21st. That's right. Shortest yeah. day of the year. And if you're a royal order of the 21st-er. Spring starts at about 4.20 p.m. today. Here, here, harump. Harump, harump, Look at Big John. He's dressed for it. Yep. At 4.20? Downhill from here, baby. At Really? At yeah, 4.20? Yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> and, by the way, we're doing our toast. He's drinking to 4.20. Yeah. 4.20. Blaze up, Such. <laughs> Summit 21 beer. We are going to toast everyone in here. We're going to have Summit 21. I think we're going to do it. Well, for our purposes, at about 1 o'clock. And offside correspondent Jordy wants us to know Ursa Minor uh, tonight, uh, right next to a major uh, full moon and a meteor shower, and he's t- advising us to look up tonight. But we it's have pretty clouds. overcast. Isn't it's it? yeah, cloudy. Clouds. I think you 21sters are just all messed up. You know what? The days are going to, the sun will set later. Just deal with winter. It's just, uh, I think it's a weird club. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's a popular popular opinion, Rook. Wow. I'm disagreeing with the mayor. You didn't even say anything? <laughs> How sure. many members here are you of the 21sters? Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. a lot of hands. Yep, yep, yep. Another normal person here with you, Rook. He's not. You just said Thank boo, you. sir. Did you say boo? Yes. It's just to get the sun setting later. That's all we need to know. We don't need to be in a club and wear speedos and funny hats. From the guy that gives Whatever us the daily uh, sun setting in the summertime, by the way. You're the same guy. John, what do you got coming up here oh. in the news? <laughs> well, I, I, I'll finish this meteor story because uh, Kenny doesn't know about it, so I'm going to tell oh, him. Oh, that's right. Plus, there's some more information. Yeah. But uh, wait, there's more. But What's wait. the origin of the sonic boom? Take your hat off, Reavers. Oh, Take that's... your hat off. Took that long. Oh, it took I, I was hoping long. he wasn't going to notice. You're indoors. I can't account Even for these other remote? heathens, but uh, just leave it on the floor. Okay. All right, John. While we're ignoring John, does anybody have any deodorant? I ran out of deodorant. <laughs> 
I ran out of deodorant about a month ago. And, huh. uh, is that what that smell is? God, I really stink. It's I a thought musk. you had your shoes off. It's a nice musk. I swear Experts. To God. Does anybody I can't have s- deodorant? I can't stand myself right <laughs> I'm getting now. really nervous now. Can you tell? <laughs> Can you smell me? Oh, no. What is on top of cold, my though. head here? Are you doing cold. something? It's no, your headset, sure. dummy. What? Oh. What the hell? God, oh, he normally wears the headphones that wrap behind this, his head. This is why we're doing. It's not a bit, ladies and gentlemen. It's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. wow. Experts with the American Meteor Society now confirm the flash that some Minnesotans saw was a meteor. This is the, a long story. I did just started, Chris. Refrigerator-sized fireball. Refrigerator-sized. Entered the stratosphere above Cambridge in Isanti County about 2.10 a.m., illuminated the sky with brilliant hues of blues and greens as it burned its way eastward before going dark over Harris in southern Chisago County. This all according to Pat Branch with the American Meteor Society. Anybody awake to see it? Anybody see it? Missed it, John. I didn't get up. Saw the video. Saw the video. Uh, 14 ports, reports of fireballs in the sky in Minnesota on Thursday morning stretching from Prior Lake to near Mora. Now, we could actually... Well, it is a long story, isn't it? We actually could have... I'm not done. I'm not done. I actually could have little pieces uh, of it on the ground. You're closer than you think. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Say, I, gotta have, I have a note for you, John. Yeah. Well, got? for all of us. Sure. Uh, David from... Uh, here, Polak. What's that? Uh, this is uh, Bidgosic. Well, last year I wrote you on this day from Krakow in the south part of Poland. Krakow is at 50 degrees latitude, about the same as International Falls, Minnesota. We now live in Bydgoszcz, much farther north, and today the sun rose at 8 a.m. and will set today at 3.32 p.m. Let's say we have about eight hours of daylight tomorrow. That starts to change. Have a happy spring and good luck. Dave and Laura in Bydgoszcz, Florida. That's close enough. Uh, Florida. Poland. Poland. Uh, Suits, you interrupted John before he got to the most important part, this paragraph, John. Well, I started to talk about it. No, that's that's fascinating, actually. You could probably find pieces of it. Oh. Charred, crusted, or chipped edges in a drop zone between Harris and North Branch. Uh, And that drop zone would be about two miles, uh, two and a half miles long. P to grape-sized rocks. P to grape-sized rocks. Really? That's pretty cool. From the meteor. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, Kenny. Kenny, why don't you leave now and go look for him? <laughs> Call us if you find anything. I need to take a cab to get to my truck. You can get some deodorant so at a drugstore on the way up there. <laughs> you know who was the former bishop of Krakow? Ooh. Yes, the deuce. Yep, the deuce. Mm-hmm. Carol Watoya. That's right. Facing a midnight deadline to avoid a partial government shutdown, President Trump said Friday a closure would drag on for what he called a very long time. And then tried to lay blame on congressional Democrats if there's no deal over wall money. A week ago, of course, the president said he'd be proud to shut down the government, but Republicans now control in the name of border security. He said, I'll take the mantle. I'll be the one to shut it down. Uh, he spent a lot of this morning, if you're on Twitter, sending out various tweets. A lot of tweets from the president this morning. One encouraging Mitch McConnell, a Senate majority leader, to change the Senate's rules in order to pass the spending bill. Mitch McConnell has no upper or lower lip. You're right. No, it's really weird. Is he the one married to that chick who was after me? Yes, uh, Elaine Chow. Yeah, yeah. 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 couldn't shake her. Boy, she. No, me. she was uh, secretary, Madam Secretary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So she I, was all over you. I have a question, Rook. If if Mitch McConnell was going to practice your theory on kissing, whether it was peach, <laughs> prune, or yeah, how would a guy alpha? without lips do I that? I think uh, I think he'd probably be a peach. A peach. He would not be a prune because he doesn't have lips. But always the go-to is alpha. alpha. <laughs> 
uh, when he goes after Elaine, when he's chasing her around the dinner table, <laughs> I think he's going for a bad cartoon you a million dollars if you never do that dumb joke again. Ever. You got a little down payment? A little down payment will buy you six months. How about the Applebee's one? That's a good one. What was the Applebee's? When you travel. Do you think yes. this is the water that Summit uses to make the beer? I would think yes. so. Because it's really good water. Yes, crystal clear. There's something different about this water. Anybody here drinking water? <laughs> it's fantastic. Doubtful. <laughs> no, you're getting your singing voices ready, aren't That's you? That's right. You're getting your singing voices <laughs> ready. <laughs> and and we, you have enough material to pass out to people. Yes. Yep. Oh, wait, I yep. thought you were bringing it. No, you're, you're going to bring it. Oh. You're going to bring it. Go ahead, Johnny. Forbes has released its list of... Top paid comedians, top earning comedians. Kevin Hart, number one, right? Nope. nope. Kevin Hart is number two. Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld is number one. Really? He earned $57.5 million in 2018 because uh, he's still collecting from his 2017 Netflix deal and the Hulu streaming rights to all nine seasons of Seinfeld. Plus, he's making all that money off selling those vehicles, right, Joe? Well, <laughs> he's single-handedly ruined the uh, Porsche 356 market. <laughs> By paying four hundred and fifty grand for a piece of junk. Yeah, I'm not going to buy one either. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah I, that's yeah. You know, I I'm out. That. I'm out on the Porsche. Who else was in the top ten, Johnny? Uh, it's Kevin Hart, second at fifty-seven million. Dave Chappelle, thirty-five million. Chris Rock, thirty million. Ricky Gervais at twenty-five million. Gabriel Iglesias at twenty and a half million. Uh, Terry Fator, I don't know him. He's the only one I didn't know. F A T O R, eighteen million. Jim Gaffigan, seventeen and a half. Jeff Dunham, sixteen and a half. Oh and my God! S- and Sebastian Maniscalco. Hey, look, 15. it's a puppet in my head. But are, are these all? Uh, are these earnings from contracts from doing a HBO or Netflix special? Not from just touring. I right? think everything. Yeah, touring, okay. touring, and if you sell stuff, blah blah blah. Okay. Blah, blah. Uh, John. Yeah, I did it, didn't I? Yeah, I did it. I got. I'm going to cure you just like I did. Bomb. I did it. Yep. I did. I noticed I did What's it at the home. New one? Blah, blah, blah. I, I keep going blah, blah, blah. Yeah. blah don't do that. Don't do like that. Don't do that. Why don't we come back Maybe in just something a different like num, num, num. <laughs> We're live here at Rat Skeller. We'll be right back. All right. This is an end of the world, uh, and I'm not sure I understand it. No. Come on. This is supposed to be a fun day. The, uh, there's an aquarium in California, the Monterey Bay Aquarium. has had to apologize why is that, Because they fat-shamed an otter. <laughs> what? <laughs> they fat-shamed an otter. How I'm going to tell you. <laughs> On Tuesday, the California Aquarium sent out a tweet referencing the overweight otter's physique. However, the aquarium was quickly inundated with criticism. Oh, God particularly over its choice of slang, which has been called out as being A-A-V-E, African-American Vernacular English, and especially used to refer to black women's bodies. I have no idea what the hell these people are talking about. Monterey Bay Bay Aquarium sent out another tweet apologizing for its choice of vernacular and explaining that its social media typically uses Internet slang. But the aquarium still found itself in hot water after sending the apology. That's the end of the story. What, what word do you use? Badonkadonk. No. Oh, thick. T-H-I-C-C. That's, that, thick? Is that peculiar to uh, black America? That's fantastic. I've never heard of that, that before is. in my life. <laughs> Kenny, Kenny likes right it, on, whatever it is. You yeah, like Kenny's thick? nodding. Yeah. <laughs> P-H-A-T. You mean to tell me, you mean to tell me that you can't, 
you can't say that an otter is overweight? Nope. Or are they in trouble because they said T-H-I-C-C? Why would, why would they use that, though? Why not just say it's, it's, it's fat or it's overweight? It has excess weight. I don't know why they would have to use specifically uh, Baby thick. got back. Yeah. <laughs> Baby seal. Baby otter. Got Charles Barkley. Wait. A gentleman drove here from Fergus Falls. Oh, that's right. Could we get that man to Let's approach this? Where's Dave? Dave is right here. Oh, Otter Tail County. Did you come from the hill on Fergus Falls, my friend? The hill. You don't know why he's coming up to the stage, so just keep quiet, because you don't listen to the show, and you're never here. But I'm in Fergus Falls, actually, more than I'm here. <laughs> it, it developed that a German uh, writer for Der Spiegel has lost his job because he went to Fergus Falls and essentially told nothing but lies. You are? Dave Cornell. Dave Cornell. And were you among the people of Fergus Falls who created the backlash against Der Spiegel? Well, certainly I spoke with friends about it, but I wasn't one of those who wrote articles and blog posts and those kinds of things. But I did have the opportunity to actually meet this guy. His name is escaping me. Crotarius or something? Yes, something like that. And uh, what do you think his point was? Was he trying to ridicule small-town America? I think that's what it was. I think he he came with a purpose. Right. The purpose wasn't going to be fulfilled, so he just created it. Well... Well, Fergus no Falls. Mine in For- Fergus Falls. Fergus there's... Falls isn't small. Go to Dalton. That's well, small. That, that's small. Dalton Come on. Small. No, but the point was, Kenny. He came in and did this piece. Uh, basically, he was uh, punishing uh, Fergus Falls for the residents ha- having had the audacity to vote for Trump in the election. Oh. So he was just oh. ridiculing the hell out of the people, yeah. and and just made up all kinds of things. Uh, that made no sense at all to anybody that lives there or anybody right. that's visited there. Uh, uh, do you know the city administrator, for example? I know who you know, he is. You know of I don't him. Know. Yes. Well, yes. but this writer uh, said absurdly ridiculous things about the city administrator. Yes. Even dreaming up the idea that he's never been married and he's never seen an ocean. What? What? <laughs> what? I couldn't put that into context. Well, both of those Only things. to discover that he's in a relationship and he's been to the ocean many times. Well, being married... Highly overrated. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but what, was his intent to be mean-spirited yes. and mock? Yes. Or just... yes, yes, yes. And he got caught. Mm. It's one thing to be mean-spirited and mock if he had told the truth about you. God knows what there's to say about you, Dave. You're, I have no idea. That's exactly <laughs> right. And we hope that we won't find right, out. Right, right. So. But uh, I'm glad the uh, people of Fergus Falls... Uh, uh, lashed out at that. Yeah, and I think in the long run, it's one of those things that is really going to benefit Fergus Falls. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's being heard, the story's being heard around the world, and the mayor was on Fox News this morning right. talking about what a great community we have. Yep. So it's one of those things that, you know, he set out to do one thing, but I think in the long run, it's going to benefit us. What's the high school's uh, nickname in Fergus the Falls? The Otters. The Otters. Yeah. The Otters. Are they overweight? Don't, fate sh- <laughs> don't fat shame anybody on Fergus Falls. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Thank are you, you. Are you spreading you. the word up in Fergus Falls about the Garage Logic podcast? Oh, you bet. I go to an exercise class at the Y, and there's a guy there every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. He's got Garage Logic gear on. We talk about it all the time. Wonderful. Such, if you went to, you would be thank you. You would be unnerved by Fergus Falls from the amount of geese that live there year round. Well, you can see him here. There's we got, a, we no, got geese. I mean, literally, there's 5 million geese yeah. in Why Fergus Why don't they Falls. get rid of them? And by the way, we should point out, Dave, by the way, he tweeted us this morning. He drove down from Fergus Falls this morning just to be here. Today. How long a drive is that? Broadcast. Two hours and 52 minutes, 195 miles. No, it's, huh? it's, it's about three you know, hours. That's nothing. That's nothing. Well, what do you mean that's nothing? That's, yeah. a, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Hey, Dave, do better, will you? Well, you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why don't you come down and back across the river three times? <laughs> 
Has anybody ever driven from here to Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin? Yeah. Why? Because I'm trying to create a route. Oh, Jesus. That <laughs> avoids the freeway. Oh. You never have. Nope. Do I have time for a Charles Barkley story? Oh, yeah, plenty. you got plenty of time. He drove there? uh, You're aware of that Charles Barkley story we told the other day about how Charles had befriended a a Chinese-American fellow who turned out to be a a doctorate in chemistry and was involved in the agribusiness uh, world. And uh, it's a wonderful story. And I have an email here from Jenny Nelmark who said, as I was listening to the 1218 podcast, I was surprised to hear a Charles Barkley story. I smiled to myself because I, too, have had a nice encounter with Sir Charles. Lynn Wang is uh, Charles's friend. My husband was staying in a rather nice hotel in Atlanta for a work trip in October 2017. And I couldn't imagine my luck. After a long day of meetings, my husband and several guys that he was with went to the hotel bar before retreating to their room for the night. My husband noticed Charles at the bar. I should let you know that my husband never gets excited about any celebrities and would never normally approach them. Nor would they ever go to a Summit Brewery to watch a podcast. My husband knows how much I like Charles, and he actually went up to him and introduced himself. He told him that I was a fan and that I thought he was funny. My husband told him that I was back home in Illinois. Charles suggested that my husband get me on the phone so he could talk to me. I had just gotten home from my Bible study when I saw my husband's name on my ringing cell phone. When I answered it, I didn't recognize the voice, and I thought it was maybe one of my husband's buddies playing a joke on me, so I hung up. I quickly got a call back, and my husband said, don't hang up. He explained how he was at the hotel bar, and Charles was there, and how he wanted to speak to me. You know, every time these Charles stories come up, he's at a bar. Yeah, he's getting quite the reputation. Yeah. Uh, my husband put Charles on the phone, and I probably spoke to him for about 10 minutes. He was so gracious. He said my husband was being good and was only drinking water at the bar. Sure. I jokingly yeah. said the only water at the bar my husband would be drinking would be PBR. Charles found that to be pretty, pretty funny and yelled out to my husband, Yo, you drink PBR? I only <laughs> drink that when I was poor. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, my husband is a little annoyed that I ratted him out to Charles Barkley that he drinks PBR, which my husband does appreciate a good IPA. I say it's a story that we will always have. I should also note that when I told Charles my husband would never ask for a picture with him, Charles quickly obliged, and I have a great picture of my husband standing next to a very tall Charles Barkley. I also wanted to let you know that my husband and I moved from the Twin Cities to the suburbs of Chicago four years ago. We listen to the podcast every day. I will be coming back to the cities on December 22nd for Christmas, and I am sorry that I will be missing your on-location podcast on the 21st. Uh, and that's from uh, Jenny. Thank we'll you, probably Jenny. sneak another one in before Christmas, I'm sure. Charles, uh, <laughs> Charles must be uh, just one hell of a great guy to get to know, huh? Yeah, and again, hanging out at the bar, and you know the greatest thing about Charles is he doesn't have a security detail because he wants to beat up the people on by, all by himself. <laughs> Say, uh, why don't we uh, take uh, a final break of this segment and then return with Mark Stutrud? That sounds good. We are live and at the Summit And don't forget Rats the singing. Killer. The singing will close the show. The singing will close the show today. 